Good morning, everyone. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. And I want to remind you, send in your prayer requests, testimonies, or questions. You can uh, do that on any of our social media platforms, or you can go to our website, you'll see, or, or you can email me, or you can even call in if you wish to. You see the number there below. So I want to start on a subject today um, that's uh, a somewhat difficult subject, one that I've had to deal with uh, quite a bit, unfortunately, on the missions field, um, especially when you're dealing with people from a Muslim background. There can be a lot of different questions and uh, concerns and problems that come up due to that fact. So. With that said, we're going to start upon the subject of marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And we're going to look at that from the scriptures. So let's take, it, take a start here. Um, we're going to look at it from the, from the perspective of first the scriptures, some brief explanations and quotes from Brother Branham to explain the teachings of the Bible. First of all, I want to start out. The perfect will of God is for two solid believers to be married to each other for life. That is God's plan. That is God's program. The commitment we make in marriage is a covenant that we enter into before God. We commit to each other until death. For believers, there's never any reason for divorce. There's never a circumstance that through faith and the power of God we cannot overcome. There are hurts, there's frustrations, there's disappointments, and there's difficulties that we all face in marriage. This is normal for every couple, and love works through it all. The husband is the head of the wife. That means he's the spiritual leader and initiator. It also means that he must manage his home and finances. This does not mean as he does as he pleases without considering his wife because the Bible says that he, we should mutually submit to one another. The wife is to be subject to her husband's leadership and headship. The husband is to be a servant leader. He considers and respects the ideas and desires of his wife. He lays down his life for her day by day. The wife should live such with su such reverence for her husband, the husband should live in a way that his wife could reverence him. They work through life as a team, with the husband being the, have the, being the final say, but ultimately the husband must know he's under the headship of Jesus Christ. As men, we must lead our homes, but this leadership comes not of our own choosing or desires, but leadership that is totally submissive to Jesus Christ. Since Christ is leading the home and is the head of the home and family through the husband and what the wife's, with the wife's participation. Since divorce is not an option, husband and wife work together through every problem, every circumstances, every difficulty to find a solution to maintain a happy, joyful home. Unfortunately, we live in an imperfect world and people are not submitted to Christ and are not forgiving and loving and fully committed. So, divorce happens. 
So this is under consideration for those who are seeking marriage. Um, I want to talk about courtship for those who are not yet married. There are five stages to a relationship. Before these stages start, we must consider a few things. Is this person a true believer? And if they are a true believer, do they have godly character manifested in their life? Are they consistent, honest? Do they become, do they bounce from job to job, house to house, apartment to apartment? Or is there stability in their lives? Um, Brother Branham says this in The Choosing of a Bride. Now that's the only way you could choose. First, look for character, and then if you love her, fine. So not just her, but him, um, both, both, both directions. You're looking for character first, and then after that, if you love them. Stage one is acquaintance, where you meet this person and take an interest in them. From there, you build some sort of friendship from afar, which is stage, stage two, friendship. You're not getting, to, this is one part that people are, especially young, young ladies, but young men as well, have lots of problems and under the delusion that a boy and a girl can be friends. Um, no. <laughs> Experience tells me and the rest of us that a boy and a girl or a man, a man and a woman cannot merely be friends. Um, this, this is in a perfect world without the fallen nature, that is true. But with our fallen nature, that friendship that comes with a heart connection between a man and a woman leads to something more. The, the, the way that we work is when we connect our hearts together in a friendship, a man and a woman, then we want to take the next step. That's how the flesh works. And that's not good. So keep your distance. Don't lead people on. Ladies don't lead boys on. Boys don't lead girls on. That's a dangerous thing. You're, you, so in this situation, you're not getting too close to them, so you become emotionally attached before you understand what kind of person they are. You're watching, observing, and learning. What kind of person is this? Who, what am I, who am I dealing with? You don't want to get so close where you're so emotionally attached that when you decide, okay, this is not a godly person, this isn't the right person for me, that it destroys your life and leaves you weeping in tears in your bedroom and you can't function. That's not what God has planned for you. So that during that stage, stage of friendship from a distance, not intimate friendship, friendship from a distance, you're looking and watching and seeing, is this person worthy of being a spouse? Do they genuine, are they just confessing that they believe in their life as a mess? Because if they're a mess and you get together, you're going to have a mess together. <laughs> you're going to be a mess together. So um, during this whole process, you're praying and asking God what to do moving forward. How should I behave? What, should I, what next step should I take? How should I move forward? Help me not to get too emotionally attached. Give me wisdom. Then as you decide and you feel that perhaps this person 
is the, per, the one you wish to marry, but you do not have 100% certainty, or perhaps you do, you start courting each other, which is stage three. The decision to start courting should be based upon prayer and the leadership of God, not lust. During courtship, you're spending time together in public or with your family or church in order to get to know each other better to see if you feel the leading of God to get married, to get engaged. Depending on the age of the couple and if the young lady is living with her parents, the young man should approach the father and ask permission to court his daughter. During courtship, take the time to get to know each other. Don't be in a rush. Pray together over the will of God for your relationship. Take every step with deepness of sincerity and honor for each other. Courtship is defined as praying for discernment for the will of God and getting to know each other and your families better. And so this is also a difficult time. You want to keep your distance. You don't want to be in a home or a, or a room together alone. You want to be in groups or in a home where your parents have uh, easy and ready access to you. If you're in a, if you're in a living room or someplace separate, um, you you want to keep the door open so that anyone can come in. And if people leave the house, then one of you should leave. Um, you you want to do um, you want to take them out to eat. You want to take them to the zoo, do things like that, to really get to know each other during this time. And you're not going to be hugging and kissing and doing those kinds of things. Um, you, want to, you want to keep that separate. That's another thing. That's for, that's for marriage. So once the decision has been made, you decide to marry the man or his parents, depending on the cultural situation, should approach the lady's father and ask for her hand in marriage. Then you're engaged, and this is stage four. During this time, the couple should guard themselves and their hearts, and they must set clear boundaries not to cross during this time. Engagement means you will be married. Not you are engaged and unengaged and engaged and unengaged. When you're engaged, According to the Bible, you're committed to get married and you're committed to each other for life. Avoid kissing, hugging, and being alone in a room together still. If you go against the word of God, you're committing fornication and will answer to God in judgment. You should not engage in kissing, hugging, petting, or anything sexual before marriage. Then stage five is entering into the marriage covenant before God. A relationship with the opposite sex is not something to be taken lightly by dating one person, then another, and then another, and back to the first one. This is not the lifestyle and approach of a Christian. This is what the world does, and it is against the Word of God. Every relationship with the opposite sex should be taken deadly seriously, since you can put yourself in compromising situations. Never be alone in a room with the person of the opposite sex that is not a member of your direct family. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. I'm going to read a quote. We'll finish uh, this section with a quote from Brother Branham. Is it right for Christian men and women to kiss one another on greeting? No, sir. No, indeedy. No, sir. You kiss one woman, brother. That's your wife. 
or your child see, see is it right for, let me see if I got that razor right, for Christian men and women to kiss one another on greetings. No, sir, no, indeedy. No, you never get that started. Yes, sir, no, sir, you, you keep away from women. Shun away from them, exactly right. Now, there are sisters, but don't. Now, the, the thing they got over in Pentecost, it's called free love, and when you get anything like that, you stay away from it. That's right, I don't care how clean you are. You're my brother, and I believe you might be a good, sanctified, holy man. I don't care how holy you are, you're still a man. And I don't care how holy she is, she's still a woman. Stay away from it till you're married. You just do that. Remember, if I'm going to speak double now so that you older people understand, it's a mixed group, but I'm your brother. This was the question. Each human being, male and female, have a different type of gland. A female has a female gland, sex gland. A male has a male gland, sex gland. And those glands lay in the human lips. That's right. So that's going to be finish our live broadcast for today. If you have questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let us know. We'll be happy to take that before the Lord. May the Lord richly bless you.